Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 195, season four, and this one is called The Principles Big Three. And I'm basing this on the Wallace Foundation's research, which we've used many times and will continue to use because it's good stuff. Uh, they did research on how principles affect students in schools and did a, a compilation of all the different research over the years. Uh, it's excellent, excellent report, the whole thing, if you take time to read through it. And I'm calling this the big three because they identify um, in their section on what drives principles' contributions. They identify what they call the big three. Uh, and they go on to say these observations motivate our investigation of drivers of principles impacts on their schools from the large diverse body of research we synthesized uh, included both quantitative and qualitative studies they identified three overlapping realms of skills and expertise that school leaders need to be successful these big three were instruction people and the organization so within those big three, we then describe how these skills and expertise manifest in four classes of behaviors that the best available research suggests produce positive school outcomes. These behaviors fall under the following categories. And the first one is engaging in instructionally focused interactions with teachers. And this is the instruction piece forms of engagement with teachers that center on instructional practice such as teacher evaluation, instructional coaching, and we've talked about coaching a lot on this show and getting out into classrooms and promoting effective dialogue with staff and teachers around instruction. That's where the rubber hits the road. And they go on to say in the establishment of data-driven school-wide instructional program uh, to facilitate such interactions and the use of data of course within instruction guides your instruction uh, and tells you where you need to go it also tells you if you're making progress and in a simplified approach to school improvement of course we always looked at our our data and if our data says we weren't making progress we looked at the areas that we needed to make progress and had excellent dialogue and discussions around and collaborations around what strategies we needed to put in place to make sure that the students acquired those skills that would make them proficient in those areas. So our data was definitely a piece of that. And you know my philosophy of allowing teachers to try new things without it counting against them. I talk about that a lot on this show and that's in there as well because I would always tell them that if you can show me how it's working in the data that it is working uh, as a practice we can continue or you can continue within your classroom. Uh, so uh, teachers were very good at uh, looking at different uh, strategies and working with uh, students and proving or finding out that it wasn't a good strategy and we could change course and not continue to do the same thing like most educational institutions over and over and not get better results. Uh, the second area, and that was engaging in instructionally focused interactions, so that hits that instruction area. 
and the next one was building a productive school climate. Uh, practices that encourage a school environment marked by trust, efficacy, teamwork, engagement with data, uh, organizational learning, and continuous improvement. Some of the things we talked about just a second ago a little bit with school improvement, but uh, developing the environment and the culture is our constant on this show, and how can you can or how we can develop this positive culture around success and get more out of our staff and motivate our staff and increase buy-in and some of that we've talked about through shared leadership and making sure that the staff have ownership within the school culture and their ideas are valued, they're valued and there's teamwork and teams built and they talk about trust and trust is important for a leader and that ability to develop trust so that your staff uh, know what you're saying and they know you mean what you say and you walk the talk so to speak it's another important element within that uh, and there's a lot of things within that building a productive school climate on how you uh, build teams and engage with the data as we discussed and uh, set up your learning and your professional development based on the needs of your building and practices that encourage, uh, as we've talked about, positive behavior intervention supports and how you're working with kids and the philosophy of the building and the vision of the building. Uh, climate is not an easy thing and culture is even bigger than climate to me. Climate is something you can change in an instant and culture is something that you build over time. And building that positive culture is important for success. That uh, other area they talk about within these big three uh, is facilitating productive collaboration and professional learning communities. Uh, strategies that promote teachers working together authentically with systems of support to improve their practice and enhance student learning. And this is easier said than done because when we talk about data, um, and productive uh, collaborations as a staff you have to be open to discussing data and looking closely at the data and if the data says one thing you have to follow the data whether you like it or not and it may point to areas that you don't like or weaknesses within your structure or within your building and within your classrooms and that should be okay it should be okay to discuss these things and to look at what needs to be improved and what strategies need to be put in place to help the students, what's working within other classrooms. And this is something that takes quite a while to develop. Uh, you know, the DeFores are big on professional learning communities and I've used a lot of the DeFores um, materials and getting to what works for schools and what do you do if students aren't learning. And coming up with that type of attitude and looking at uh, what strategies need to be in place but the biggest part of that professional learning community is being able to discuss everything and anything in an environment where it's okay to do so and uh, even the principal is okay with it and that's not always the case in some buildings so the leadership allows uh, uh, people to disagree people to discuss people to have that open uh, communication and have that rumble like we know Brene Brown always talks about uh, within that healthy rumble within organizations so that you can discuss and come to solutions and come to the best strategies to succeed so we need to make sure that that collaboration is being developed 
And then the last one that they list is managing personnel and resources strategically. Uh, processes around strategic staffing and allocation of other resources. And that's a skill within itself in leadership is making sure that you have the right staff and the right people in the right place and using everyone's strengths and using the resources uh, and your limited sometimes uh, use of funding or being able to write grants as I did uh, for years within the focus school and was able to supplement in order to pay for enrichment classes and pay teachers extra pay and to get other resources that we needed and to provide the resources that the staff need uh, to do the job that they need to do and as professionals and if you can provide them with the resources they need more will happen as well and as well as putting people in the right place and allowing staff to change positions and find the right position for them to use their skills and talents and being very strategic every year I enjoyed looking at our staffing and being able to see who was leaving who was retiring who was moving up and how we could uh, shift people if they wanted or find the right people uh, it's a challenge and it's something you can do and as they say using those resources strategically so those are important things you need to have in place as a principal to make a difference and those are within that big three of instruction people and the organization and I would put the people skills at the top of that for sure and having the ability to, to develop uh, relationships and develop that positive culture because once you have that positive culture that can make a difference in about everything and anything you do within that organization and I want to share something from John Maxwell the Maxwell Daily Reader uh, to finish up our podcast today and it's on charting the course something you must do as a leader and a principal right uh, nearly anyone can steer the ship but it takes a leader to chart the course before leaders take their people on a journey they become navigators and go through a process in order to give the trip the best chance of being a success navigators draw on past experience most natural leaders are activists they tend to look forward not backward make decisions and move on but for leaders to become good navigators, they need to take time to reflect and learn from their experiences. Navigators examine the conditions before making commitments. Good navigators count the cost before making commitments for themselves and others. They examine not only measurable factors such as finances, resources, and talent, but also intangibles such as timing, morale, momentum, culture, and so on. Navigators listen to what others have to say no matter how good a leader you are. You yourself will not have all the answers. That's why top-notch navigators gather information from many sources. Navigators make sure the conclusions represent both faith and fact. Being able to navigate for others requires a leader to possess a positive attitude. You've got to have faith that you can take your people all the way. On the other hand, you you also have to be able to see the facts realistically if you don't go in with your eyes wide open you're going to get blindsided and that was from the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership an excellent book by John Maxwell and he ends with have you taken the time to chart the course for the people you're leading and that would go back to reflecting on your vision and making sure that everybody is still on board with the vision and you're promoting that vision as a leader 
So continue to drive your contributions within your school and practice those big three of instruction, people, and organization and engage in structurally focused interactions with teachers, build a productive school climate and positive culture, facilitate productive collaboration and professional learning communities, and manage personnel and resources strategically. And if you do those things, you're going to go far. So as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.